I'm Dr. Wendy Bruton, and I used to be a therapist. Welcome to my podcast. Each week, I'll be sharing life stories, interviews, and information that I know will be of value to you and to your life and to the lives that you touch. If you need a therapist or just someone who used to be a therapist, I hope that this is a place where you feel valued, valuable, and learn to move forward from what you used to be. I'm so glad you're here. Oh my goodness. Here we are, our first podcast. Welcome to my first podcast. I'm glad you're here and joining me today. It's February 29th, leap year day. It's fun to be starting something today. Uh, This podcast has been a dream for about a year, I guess, and I'm so excited that it's actually becoming a reality. I do have to tell you that the hardest part of this process so far for me has been to know where to start. Uh, New beginnings, I guess, are always kind of awkward, don't you think? It's kind of like a first date. So we're just going to push through the awkward introductions so we can get to the fun stuff. Uh, My name is Wendy, and I used to be a therapist. I live in Salem, Oregon with my husband. We have been married for 31 years, and I still think he's really cute. I really like him. Uh, We have four grown children and four grandchildren who are really our favorite people in the world. And those are the most important things I think for you to know about me right now. But one other thing that you'll get to know about me is that I'm a big fan of John Maxwell. Um, Look him up if you don't know who he is. He's a great guy. And I'm sure you'll hear me give many quotes and wisdom from him. Um, And I'm going to start today with a bit of my story and using something I've learned from him this year. John Maxwell has a plan. He follows his plan for personal growth and for business growth, and it just is five steps. So here they are. Risk, fail, evaluate, change, and re-enter. I'll say it again. Risk, fail, evaluate, change, and re-enter. And I want to tell you that this is a life-changing thing if you can follow this plan. It's kind of an over and over plan, right? You do it over and over. So today in my first podcast, I decided to tell you a part of my story using these steps and how I got from being a therapist to where I am right now in my life. So the first step is risk. And life itself, I guess, is really risky. Some of us don't like risk. And then there are some of us who probably like it a little too much. And I tend to like risk. I take chances. I like to see what hap- what's going to happen. I'm just like, let's try it and see what happens. This story of risk, though, started when I went to graduate school in my late 30s. I hadn't 
had sort of been a mostly stay-at-home mom, and I decided to go to graduate school and become a therapist. And I got my master's degree when, and then I went on to get my PhD in counseling education and supervision. And I had a private practice, private counseling practice, and I taught several universities and love teaching therapists, teaching counselors. So I decided to open my own clinic, huge risk. My husband and I opened a clinic counseling center and had lots of new counselors there that I supervised and trained. We had about seven or eight therapists there at any one time. Um, Loved doing that. It was a huge risk, though, financially, personally, emotionally, professionally, huge risk. We did great work and helped lots of people and impacted the community. And I really loved it. But after risk, right in the growth plan comes failure. So let me tell you a little bit about the failure risk, and then failure. Failure, first of all, is something I have just to be candid and authentic. I have not been good at in my life. We're taught mostly in our culture that failure is bad. And uh, we need to avoid it. So generally, we just don't do things. We're not willing to do things that we fail at, or at least that we think that we're going to fail at. And when it does happen, when not just little failures, but big failures happen, it can feel all encompassing and scary and it's really easy to let it become your identity, to become a failure. So three years ago, I had a year that was filled with what seemed like failure, failure after failure. Uh, Bad things kept happening in my life, many of them out of my control. I had both personal and professional failures that for me, that really became overwhelming and in the moment seemed to be never ending. I'm sure that many, if not most of you have felt like this. So I quit. I gave up. I gave up my counseling license. And instead of being a therapist, instead of identifying myself as a counselor or a professor or a mentor, or a leader, I became in some ways in my mind, a failure. So that was sort of my identity then. Um, that often happens. Listen, I mean, it often happens when we are paying attention to or listening to the wrong people. We listen to the critics, right, who have loud voices and ideas of how things should be. And that is often the downfall of really good and brave people who have taken risks. Uh, One of my favorite quotes, really in the world, seriously, is the man in the arena speech by Teddy Roosevelt. I'm going to read it to you. If you've never heard it, this is, you're going to love it. And if you have, you'll love to hear it again, I guess. So here you go. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles, or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who's actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, 
who comes short again and again, because there's no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions? Who spends himself in a worthy cause? Who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement? And who at the worst, if he fails, at least he fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. After a failure, you have some choices to make. You can stop and be done growing because it's super painful and really who wants to do that anyway? Or you can just keep going, hoping you don't do it again. Or you can stop and evaluate. And that's the third piece of the personal growth plan, right? Evaluate. You can do the first two without growing personally, by the way. You can do the first two. You can risk and you will fail. But growth doesn't actually start until you evaluate. So risk, failure, evaluate. To be truthful, in my story, I stopped for a minute, a long time. I was hurt, a bit broken, and honestly didn't know how to evaluate what I'd just been through for a long time. I had not ever actually been taught how to step back and evaluate what had just happened and why. For me, the evaluation process started when I was able to accept some responsibility and not be a victim. I had to come to a place in my personal growth that I understood my part. Sometimes when we fail at something, it is our fault. And some things, sometimes, some things just happen to us. I had been so focused on things that were happening to me because there were a lot of things that were happening to me that I didn't see any personal responsibility. In my time of evaluation, though, I had to look closely at what role I played in in my failure. And that is hard because when you feel things are unjust, and they are, and hurtful, and they are, and you feel out of control, and you probably are, it is really hard to see your part in your failure. Evaluating what went wrong, and how you could do better in the future is the start of change. So I really did have to start evaluating what went wrong and looking at what went wrong and how I could do something better. That was the start of my change process. And that's the next step, change. So there's risk, fail, evaluate, change. And actually, when I hear the word change in Maxwell's plan, I was seriously excited because it meant I could do something to make everything better. I really wanted to be able to do something to make everything better. I could basically remodel my life. 
And I was thinking about this at the same time I was going through this, um, my husband and I were remodeling our kitchen. And I was comparing basically my kitchen to my life. I could remodel it and make it look pretty and shiny and new and function better. Lots of change. It's good. I like change. Remember, I like risk. But it isn't actually how it works. So I am a person of faith and my faith is so important to me. It really is the foundation and the thing that really creates my worldview. So whether or not you're a person of faith, you need to find your foundation. Uh, I was reminded over and over through this process about a verse in the Bible that's from Psalms 51. Uh, it says, created me a new or pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. What I realized was I needed a new kitchen, <laughs> a new kitchen, not a remodeled kitchen. I needed a new heart and a new life and a really a whole new identity. That was the change that had to happen for me. I didn't need a remodel. I needed something completely different and new. And What's really cool is the word that's used in that passage is the same word that's used in the Genesis account of creation. It means creating something out of nothing, out of nothing. In that passage, King David isn't asking God to remodel his heart. He's asking for a whole new heart, a new identity to create something out of nothing. And for me, change in this process meant that I needed to find my identity in something completely new. And that required getting rid of the old gunk and stuff that I found as I evaluated. Remember, in my evaluation process, I had found all this stuff that was there. And I needed to get rid of that. I found it when I evaluated my, my failure. And I needed to kind of let go of it. So in the same passage, we were talking about the um, Psalms 51, David also says, cleanse me with hyssop and I will be cleansed. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. And so as you will find out, because I'll talk about this a lot, I'm a bit of an essential oil geek and I love oils and actually wrote a book on essential oils and emotions. It's called Essentially Better Essential Oils for People with Feelings. Little plug for my book. I'll put a link in the show notes for you if you want to check it out. Anyway, hyssop is an oil that is cleansing. It has antiseptic properties and the plant is like a sponge that soaks up all the gunk and impurities when it touches it. So they use it like a sponge. They used it for that in David's time and they still do today. David said, says, I need to get rid of the things that were causing all these failures at least his part of the failures he had to be responsible for. And then he could move on to be a new person and somebody that he needed to be. And I needed to do that. I had to do some major soul searching and repenting and growing so that I could be changed to a new person I needed to be for me to re-enter and risk again. That's what comes next. Risk, fail, evaluate, change, re-enter. I guess 
I'm on this path now. I'm the re-entering is risk. It's scary. It can go against all sense of self-preservation, really. (laughs) But there's also some confidence after you have been through big failure and evaluated it and changed and built excitement to re-enter and grow. That's where I'm now. That's my story. I'm looking forward to sharing this journey with you. And I'd love to hear your stories, where you are on this cycle, where you want to be. We're all on it somewhere. I hope this was helpful for you. I hope this added value to your day. I'm so glad you joined us. Make sure to subscribe so you can get all the episodes and you can help support our podcast by clicking the support button in the show notes or going to our website, essentiallybetterlife.com. Follow me on social at Essentially Better Life and check out my website for all kinds of information on business and personal coaching, my book, and even some great stuff on essential oils. Thanks for listening. Blessings and be well, my friend.